Ready? Here we go again. Gonna wake up the downstairs neighbors. Original. Seth. Yeah. I know you want it. Wow. I know you need it. I, I'm, I'm a good girl. But you could have rough anal sex with <laughs> Robin Thicke. <laughs> well, I tell you what, as, 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 as good as that guy writes original, not at all plagiarized songs, I, you know... Hmm. Who knows? Maybe I could even consider it or something. There you go. I mean, yeah. I mean, he'd probably just have the same anal sex. He would just copy something that had been he'd done probably before. Cop- he'd just copy it just from some other gay. Yeah. Been like, I already had this. I don't. I, I know you wanted it, so I just gave it to you. Right. Uh, I mean, I knew something was up when Pharrell Williams was wearing um, Brendan Fraser's hat from Dudley Do-Right at the Grammys. I was like, maybe Pharrell Williams copies people. That's my theory. <laughs> And now I have more proof. Obviously, for our listeners that don't know exactly what we're talking about, although um, if you've been living under a rock, it'd be about the only way to not to hear about this. This thing blew up huge in this past week. The writers, I guess we'll call them, for the song Blurred Lines, uh, Robin Thicke and Pharrell, or Farrell, as he's referred to on this show. We'll call him the Black Blake Shelton because he's on The Voice now. So That makes sense with Blurred Learns. Blurred <laughs> Learns by Blurred Shelton. He um, should cover that. But they they got they got sued by uh, the Marvin Gaye estate for ripping off. Uh, which Do you know which song it was of Marvin Gaye's? Uh, not off the top of my head, but it was, it was a mild hit for Marvin Gaye back in the day. And then uh, it sound, it, I've heard both songs, and they are not without merit that it does sound very similar and the biggest issue was they didn't credit it at all so i mean if you get that close to sounding like a song you've got to kind of say hey you know i mean they awarded him seven million dollars so obviously they did say hey they did hey 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 oh my god that's what yogi bear says oh Hanna barbera get on that somebody contact jellystone national park I'm sure that even if Yogi has passed on, Wally Gator will want to get on there and <laughs> get the money. Hey, for boo-boo. His Call totally. my fucking lawyer. <laughs> okay, Yogi. Or what, yeah, oh my God, <laughs> get on that. Please, someone with a better uh, bear impression than me, get on that and make <laughs> that happen. So, yeah. No. You, know who, you know who didn't make a very good bear impression? Hmm. Apparently, Mr. Brandon Marshall. <laughs> he did make pretty poor impression on the Bears. The Bears were not very. That was an excellent job right there of of moving that to the Brandon Marshall conversation. Well done. You like that? You like that was that's good. I, I like that we got the Bear reference in there. Uh, yeah. So he is gone. How do you? How do I? This is a chance to interview. I'm here with Chicago Bears fan <laughs> Seth Yonka, and I want to know how do you, how are you how are you doing? How are you doing after Brandon Marsh? Brandon Marshall's gone. How do, how does it feel? I'm I'm okay. I'm more of a Jeffrey fan, so I'm happy about getting a little room in the salary cap. Mm-hmm. I like to see that they're making some moves. New coach, new GM. Get rid of your quote unquote number one receiver, but I don't think he is anymore. No, he actually he was second to Jeffrey this year. There you go. So he's not even he's the number two receiver, and he's being paid like a number one receiver. So. I mean, you can't do that. You can't. You can't have a subpar player and pay them more than the better players in the league. I know that'd be crazy. It'd be like paying, uh, you know, like uh, let's what position? Let's pick quarterback, for instance. What if you were paying for a quarterback? You were paying him number one quarterback payments, but he was actually like the nineteenth best quarterback. (laughs) That would be a bad idea. It would be. It it Mm. does say something when uh, it's a quarterback that outside of diehard Bears fans, does not get on anybody's starting fantasy roster. Yeah. And he's being paid more than any other quarterback in the league. Yeah. 
It's I, pretty bad. I don't know if he's being paid more than any other quarterback, but he, he is. Being, he was okay. He is. I know he, he was. Th- and being, this year, this year he is again. Wow. Oh yeah, because they didn't get rid of him. What? They didn't get rid of him. We, we talked about this. They can't get rid of him yet. Peyton Manning makes less than Jay Cutler right now. Aaron Rodgers makes, makes less. Le- far less, actually, which allowed the uh, Packers to re-sign Randall. Basically, all the free agents they were going to lose, they re-signed. All the good ones, anyway. They re-signed Randall Cobb, and they re-signed uh, a lineman with a crazy name. It was like Brandon Berdugadu or something. But anyway, he's like a really good lineman. I don't know. I don't keep up with the Packers' offensive line because it's good. Uh <laughs> offensive lines it does its job who cares uh but no so the packers are still awesome the damakung he went to miami the lions lost him no lions lost him but then they got they they replaced him with another guy with an outrageous name halati nagata who used to be on the line for the ravens he, is your brother the, working in the front office <laughs> i think so <laughs> i think he is now in charge of miami and uh, for those of you that don't know, my brother plays fantasy football by drafting the players with the most interesting names, which is why yep. his tight end was Michael Humakawanadui, or I forget <laughs> what it was. It's a very impressive name. Yep. Uh, but that's how he drafts his fantasy players, is who has the most interesting names. So, yeah, I believe Nadamakung Su went to the uh, Miami Dolphins for a lot of money, $60 million guaranteed. And uh, Hala- and so the Lions were like, well, we need another outrageous name on our roster. So Halati Nagata came over from the Ravens. He plays the same position. So they didn't didn't really lose too much of a step. It'll be interesting to see if the dirty playing was coming from the coaching staff in Detroit mm. or if it was so. So like it, will, will Miami start to have a, a, a should-be felon on their team? Or was that just the... Uh, fostered behavior in detroit well it's going to be difficult to know because for there's one team in city that has no history of violence it's definitely detroit i mean that place (laughs) is just that place is like the luxembourg of america just peaceful and quiet it is it's and it's not like the miami dolphins have uh, a culture that involves shaming a player so much that they leave your team and one of your linemen winds up kicked out of the nfl for being an asshole this could be another good year for the nfl Another quality year for the NFL, definitely. Oh, that reminds me of a thing we didn't even talk about. It's the Des Bryant situation. Did you follow that at all when they were uh, re-signing Des Bryant in Dallas? Mm-mm. So about uh, a month ago, I guess, uh, before the free agency period talk started, um, the I don't remember it was the, the, the NFL commissioner said that he had been investigating the Des Bryant tape since September and that he'd known about it. This was reported on ESPN. And everybody's like, what Des Bryant tape? And so this huge thing got started about there's a like these rumors just everywhere. There's a video of Des Bryant beating a woman in a Walmart parking lot. Of course. That's where that's where all the rumors are gonna go. Right. So all the rumors <laughs> that's that's the rumor that was on the tape. Well then it comes out that what it was was it was somebody Des Bryant knew was involved in a fight with a woman in a Walmart parking lot. And he, they called him, and he came down to collect his friend after, I guess, the woman wouldn't press charges or something. Anyway, he's on the tape, but he's not involved in it in any way other than showing up to tell his friend, hopefully, that his friend is a fucking moron and to get in his car and leave. But the interesting thing is a lot of people thought that maybe the Dallas Cowboys, who were in the midst of re-signing him, had, pl- had pushed that story a little bit so that they wouldn't, you know, they could maybe get a discount on him. <laughs> so uh, there's just rumors and conspiracy now. Everybody thinks after after the last season where it was like, good Lord, who isn't hitting their wife in the NFL or beating their kid with switches until he bleeds? Uh, you know, it's just like, good Lord, uh, last season was a mess. So hopefully this season will be better. But I'm telling you, man, they got to let the football players start hitting each other on the field again. Because right. that natural instinct is coming out. and Not in good <laughs> ways, apparently. It's like, no, Jesus. not in good ways. Yeah, so that's going on. And uh, the Bears, as we mentioned, to come back to our Bear story, uh, mm. the, the Bears, I think, are not getting better, but they are not getting worse this offseason so far. So... So you don't you don't think it was it was like a they made progress by at least unloading Marshall. I think they burned down the house and now they can rebuild it. 
I think that's a thing that can happen now. It's like, you know, when a construction crew comes in and they're like, yeah, let's wreck it and dynamite it. They've started that process, which is good, but I don't think we can get to it. I, I wouldn't get excited if I'm a Bears fan. I mean, I know you don't usually get too excited, <laughs> but I just wouldn't expect much. I'd be really excited about how the Bears draft goes at the end of April. You know, do they draft players that are going to help them in the future? Do they make some smart, smart free agent choices? They haven't signed anybody, as far as I know, really big, uh, which is fine. They, they can't to, afford to. They can't, not with Cutler <laughs> on the books for another year. So, Unfortunately, and this is, this is where I have to lower my head in shame, the only team that has dynamited itself more than the Bears is my beloved San Francisco 49ers, who have decided to trade Patrick Willis to retirement for nothing <laughs> he is their best player he retired he's 30 wow. i have no idea why he retired they said he had a religious experience and chose to retire so literally god decided to to destroy the 49ers best player and make him retire wow yeah there's been no no like no one has said what the religious experience was that made him retire but he's just retired God was literally like, I guess God told him, you know what? Stop playing for the 49ers. And he God said, hates okay. San Francisco. I guess. Um, and so then uh, they let Frank Gore go in free agency for nothing. So we're down our, our starting running back. And then the best, one of the best uh, linemen, offensive linemen they have, Mike Iwapate, uh, also left in free agency for nothing. Uh, but don't worry, we signed Torrey Smith the receiver from the Baltimore Ravens who's played in 14 games in the last two years <laughs> out of the available 28 or whatever they would have played in. So that'll come out well. And we still have Colin Kaepernick who can't throw the ball deep. So I'm glad we have Torrey Smith who's really good at catching deep balls <laughs> to the face. And you no longer have your coach. Yeah, but that's not such a bad thing because now we got Mike Tom Sula. And if there's anybody that sounds like, like they could be up there with Mike Ditka, his name is Mike, and he has a last name that sounds like the noise you make when you're punched in your gut. So I <laughs> like the plan. Ditka! Tosula! Like if you, that's the recipe for a great, at least defensive football team. <laughs> this, it's a sound theory. What? His first name needs to be Mike, and his last name needs to be a sound that makes the sound you get when you get punched in the gut. <laughs> All and right, we'll have I, a good football team. I good like coach. It. I Mike Tumsula. Tumsula. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm full of free agents. Well, yeah, you you were talking to your brother, I'm sure, about all the all the free agent moves he made. Oh man, he, he well, this one was uh, probably not him because it involved Jimmy Graham, your favorite tight end. Oh, that's right. He's a Seahawk. He's a freaking Seahawk now. How so do that's you really feel? Good. Well, I'm like, great. So the Seahawks got better. Thank God, the 49ers got worse. You know. <laughs> um. I got to say cheers to Seattle for taking advantage of the Saints, and wow. <clears throat> so obviously the Jay Cutler deal is a bad deal, or deal, but how bad is your GM when last year they signed Jimmy Graham to a new contract in New Orleans, and then this year they realized they can't afford the contract that they signed last year, so they had to trade him. Is that seriously like, what happened? That's basically why they had to trade him, is that they were going to be extremely over the cap, uh, and they were because they made a bunch of terrible signings. They've been handing out money down there like it's Mardi Gras, like in Mardi Gras. Exactly. Like everybody's got beads. Here you go. Uh, <laughs> so they traded Jimmy Graham for at least they got a good deal. I mean, Max Unger, the guy that Seattle sent, is a really good offensive lineman. He's one of the five best centers in the NFL. So it's not like they got nothing for him. But you traded like far and away the best tight end in the game. Like yep. Jimmy Graham is unarguably the best tight end. Right. There's no one that's better. Um yeah, he's a little older now. He's getting older, but he's still in the prime of his career. It's not like they got a old. It's not like Frank Gore, who's kind of an older running back, who's now with the Colts, which are going to be. I think I'm calling it now. The Colts are going to be beasts next year if they can get it together. What about Denver? Is Denver done? Anything uh, year in him? Is Peyton still around, or is he done? No, no, he's back. He came back and actually signed, renegotiated his contract, and gave him five million more in cap space. They haven't done much with it yet. Um, I know they signed somebody, but I think it was an offensive lineman or something. Oh, no, they signed uh, – they lost Julius Thomas, their tight end. Um, but then they got Owen Daniels, who's kind of an older 
version of Julius Thomas. So then at the end of the day, they're just specializing in it's it's your dad's team now. You know, it's a lot of players that are very old. Like Peyton Manning is forty, I think, this year, and Owen Daniels is thirty six. So you know, it's, it, they're older guys, but they're you know. Well, shit, I think he's six years past retirement. Right? God damn it. <laughs> Seriously. I I wish Patrick Willis the best, and he was an amazing 49er, but really, man, you're 30, God talks to you, and you quit. <sighs> Brutal. So do you think that Peyton Manning is probably on his last season or something then? Because the only reason oh, I yeah. can think why anybody would give up money in their deal is if they want to try and help the team they're with build a Super Bowl team so that they can get one more before they're gone. Yeah, I think I think it's Peyton's shot at a second ring. That's why he's back. Um, and I think Denver's got a fair chance at it. Um, depends on how well Peyton Manning holds up. I mean, mm. you get that old and, you know, people are flying around hitting you. It's, it's going to get rough, well, but they, I, I think there's a new rule. There's a new rule this year. They they actually it's a penalty if they get within like ten feet of the quarterback. That's I've heard. Yeah, yeah. there or, you go. That's or, how you solve it. Or if they say something mean or look at him in a, uh, like an upset way. Somehow Jay Cutler will still get hurt. <laughs> He'll still have to sit out the fourth quarter because he got glared at very hard hard from more than ten yards away. Well, he's bound to have at least one or two uh, pouting injuries. Yeah, that uh, bottom lip muscle gets pulled a lot, <laughs> and he's got to go to the bench. So, actually, weirdly enough, I don't think the Bears it'll it'll be like one of those miracle like movie seasons if they manage to do well in the NFC North. But I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. They still got Forte, and as much as I slam Cutler on a on a podcastly basis, he does like literally he has like a formula one great game two shitty games one great game one shitty game one great game four shitty games and if they can just somehow manage to get you know like one more good game out of him he's not a bad quarterback he can throw the ball it's just that it's just that he doesn't appear to want to be a leader is my big thing with cutler they need him to be a leader and he just wants to be the guy that throws the ball and i'm like that's great but that's your team needs a leader and you're you're just letting it down. You know, normally it's the quarterback. It's like what I said in Indianapolis. I like watching them because Andrew Luck is a leader. That guy bleeds for his team, and you can tell like he's leading the team. Right. I don't get that from Jay Cutler. You know, so that's my Jay Cutler hate. But I, the Bears could. They could still got Forte. He's still one of the best running backs in the league. So if if the Bears the Bears may not be awful, but you may want them to be awful. I think so. I can get that first. I think it's going to be a real race between this next football season. <laughs> you and I will be like, did you see the Niners? They lost by 60 points. Yeah. Oh, we're getting the first number one draft pick for sure. And you'll be like, oh, no, Jay Cutler threw seven interceptions and, <laughs> and we lost to the fucking Jaguars. So how about that? Yeah, well, Oakland beat us. Yeah. Actually, Oakland could be good. They made a – who did they sign? They signed somebody that was like, damn. I don't remember. Obviously, it wasn't that good, but – you never know. Oakland can maybe pull it out. We'll see. They won't. They probably won't. It's, and, it's a bad year for the Bay. And I don't think that uh, that my Bears are doing even good in the draft. I think they're going to continue to do what they always do, which is just miss the playoffs, <laughs> but do good enough to fuck over the draft. Yeah, we pick uh, 19th in the draft. The last great player comes off the board at 15. So we'll be sure to draft a kicker or another quarterback from, you know, who can whose bottom lip is issues. <laughs> oh, the Darrell Darrell Revis is a jet again. Really? Yeah, he he they stole him away from New England. I guess he's his statement was he never wanted to leave the Jets and he's happy to be back. So as as I called it by the way, Rex Ryan is gone, their coach, gone, and so far they've picked up Darrell Revis and Brandon Marshall. Hmm. That's so I'm just like, wow, the Jets like literally I think Rex Ryan was their problem. Though the Bills got LaShawn McCoy for nothing, so you know, figure that one out. As far as I can tell, Chip Kelly is a secret agent who hates Eagles like a <laughs> lot and has decided to just destroy that team. And he's doing an amazing job. He's well, good. his ego is just stunning. Old Chip better be careful because if he gets busted you know, doing some dirty practices there for the Eagles, 
he could uh, he could end up with Will Ferrell soon. That's true. Yeah, he might go to prison, and uh, he could because he's he's trading that poorly, uh, and he could find himself in a prison next to Will Ferrell. And when you're coached by Kevin Hart on how to go to San Quentin, it's legit. You know that almost sounds like like a movie. Like we we should we should write a movie. Let's let's contact uh, Pharrell and okay. uh, and Robin Thicke and let's get on writing an original movie in which Will Ferrell. Oh, uh, oh I just got a, I got a text from uh, Robin Thicke just now. Oh, cool. uh, he said the movie needs to be called uh, the thing that he says to girls: Get Hard. Okay. So. Okay, so Na- we're naming so, it Get Hard. So we're gonna write a movie called Get Hard, and yep. Will Ferrell is gonna go to prison. Yep, and he's gonna hire Kevin Hart. That's great because you know, like the what in the Wedding Ringer, you know, so good. So, um, so he's gonna hire Kevin Hart to uh, to coach him on how to how to get hard, yo. Yep. There's I no way we can get in legal trouble for any of this. No, not at all. Uh, and you know what? We'll we'll go for an R rating on it, and. Uh, yeah, I think we'll be good. All we need is a song to go over the trailer. How about Old Dirty Bastards Got Your Money? Mm-hmm. Nailed uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Baby, I got your money. Yep, done. All right. Nailed. Oh. Punch that time I- card. I'm, get- I'm getting a text. Hang on. Oh, shit. It's Hollywood. They, the- they're texting you now? You don't just run it? Jesus. Well, they're, they're, they they heard us, apparently. They're, I just got a text. Uh, that That's, oh, wow. That is, that is that is a coincidence. Pretty much everything we just said is already in the works. Wow! Like it's, like it's done. It's actually coming out soon. Have you lost your superpower to predict the future? I don't know, cause we were pretty spot on. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking I'm just fine tuning it. And I've been a little lazy lately. So I think there should be a movie in which Emma Watson and Emma Stone. Uh, yes. fall in love yes. and then they just have a three hour sex scene mm, yes we'll call it get hard get hard <laughs> to get harder get harder I, uh, so that's that's a I, film that is now and then at the end there's a knock on the door and it's Scarlett Johansson oh my god and then it's get it, harder harder rr, 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 three. honestly it if that scenario ever happened, I I would not last like like maybe seven seconds. Like it'd be it'd be a fast seven, is what it would be. That would that would be a good title for a movie as well, right? You know, we could have um, oh, you know what? I'm so tired of all the Americans. Let's put Jason Statham in it. Okay. Yeah, he could be the bad guy, and he could fight Vin Diesel and the ghost of Paul Walker. But. We'd have to kill Paul Walker for that to happen. Oh man, I think he's dead. Wait, what? No, I, I don't think you did it. I think it happened a while ago, sadly. But yep. But what? Yep, happened already. He never wrote back to my fan mail. Well, I mean, to be fair, there's a lot of people that have not written back to your fan mail. But then again, when you sent Emma Stone that naked picture of yourself, that. Are you sure you didn't also send that to Paul Walker? Uh, you that told might me it was that. glamorous. Well, I mean, and tasteful. Or tasty. I was just, I was just gonna say anything to not have to look at it anymore. So, <laughs> though to be fair, the light did glisten off your pubes quite well. <laughs> so yeah, so Will Ferrell's got a movie coming out with Kevin Hart called Get Hard. I, I saw the trailer a little bit ago. It actually looks like it could be good. No, it looks like it, when I, I'm not gonna lie. Anchorman Two was okay, mm. but it wasn't great. I've been waiting to see Will Ferrell get back in form again for a while. Mm. So uh, I think Get Hard looks like it could be him getting hard again. Uh, <laughs> the concept, <laughs> the concept is really good. Uh, and the trailer I saw, I was like, I've la- I laughed a couple times during the trailer. So I was like, well, maybe as long as that's not all the funny parts, which it usually isn't with Will Ferrell. Right. Um. And Kevin Hart's on a hot streak, so. Uh, I actually watched Ride Along. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not. It's not really like Kevin Hart. I, I don't really like his stand up. I'm like, oh, it's all right, I guess. But I've seen a little bit. But uh, Ride Along wasn't bad. I was like, ah, oh, this is actually a pretty good movie. So I don't. I wouldn't call myself a Kevin Hart fan, but I'm glad he's. I think he and Will Ferrell will have a really good uh, <clears throat> um, chemistry. Just the two of them would play. Off, they're going to play off each other great. I think. So high hopes for the movie. 
end of March is when that's coming out. So that's that's new. And then like the week after that, though, Fast Seven. Yep. I'm I'm interested because I, I which is really not read. which is not a film about you jerking off in an Emma Stone Emma Watson <laughs> lesbian film. Thank it's God. It's not what that is about. I Thank just want to clear that out for everyone. Even I don't want to see that. I mean, I want to see what would cause that, but right. Um, but I'm curious though because I haven't read any a whole lot about it. Did Paul Walker finish filming before nope. he passed away? They did not. So. I'm. Cu- do you know? Have they said? Did they killing him off in the movies, or what are they doing? Um, I mean, it's the the guy. Remember Fast? What was it? Fast and Furious Three, Tokyo Drift. Did you ever see that movie? I've never actually watched any of them. Thankfully, I'm aware of their existence. Ouch! And I know that at some point they picked up the rock, and that's when everybody said they started being good again. Right. I I liked the third one mostly because uh, I think Tokyo is a great city and they filmed there. So I was like, oh, I'm, I'm aware. Uh, but they had Lucas Black was in that one. It didn't have anybody in it from the actual Fast and the Furious, the first two. So they had uh, Lucas Black, who's got a Texas accent a mile wide, was the main character. <laughs> and so I've heard he's going to be in seven. He's going to show up in seven. So they're probably what I'm imagining is going to happen. And this is me guessing. I have no idea. Paul Walker's character will die at some point in the film. And then Lucas Black will show up and become sort of that character, the player, the the character that plays off Vin Diesel. So, I uh, if they kill him in the movie, which it would be understandable, I I just I'm curious to see how tasteful they handle it because that that's rough when you lose a family member, you know, middle yeah. of a project. Yeah, no, it's definitely it was a rough part for him, and uh, I I just think. I I hope they do it well because a lot of the times when that sort of thing has happened before, they always have like, like just like they get some stand in to walk like away or something, and mm-hmm. then you're like, what? It's very difficult to 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 make that work. So, I mean, from a story sense, I'm interested to see how they do it. Um, I think the movie will be more the same, you know, explosions and action and whatnot. That if you watch six and liked it, you'll probably like seven. I the bet- Rock's still there. So's Vin Diesel. I bet we're at a point where they could almost just CGI him in. Oh, yeah, probably good. Because, I mean, the work with hol- – I mean, shit, holograms. They're able to get – Right. Like live – Tupac, Michael Jackson. Yeah, appearing in front of a live audience type of a thing. Yeah. I imagine in a controlled film environment, they could actually probably just computer generate the guy. And Is it bad, though, that during – so? The, the first preview I saw for Fast 7, like there's all these moments where Paul Walker's doing dangerous stunts, and the whole time I was like, is he going to die now? <laughs> is he going to die now? I was like, oh, man, I know it's going to happen. Is it now? And so I felt kind of bad. I was like, I feel bad. I'm just waiting for his character to die now because I know he's gone in real life. So who knows what's going to happen with that movie. You're not but, yeah, allowed was, to go see that in the theater, Brian. I know. I'm going to be like, hey, now. oh, no, he didn't know. Not now. And, not when, now. and when he <laughs> dies, you're like, Finally. <laughs> people be like asshole <laughs> i won't blame them as soon as the movie starts first time he's on screen you're like he's gonna die everybody yeah, here know that he's gonna die i'm incredibly tasteful that way that's that's what i'm gonna do <laughs> will not particularly not in los angeles where there's a bunch of car nuts that'll basically just take me out of the parking lot and run me over you know speaking yeah. of movies mm-hmm. you know i i don't know if you're aware of this i i don't think we've mentioned it on this show yet the next avengers movie is coming out this year <laughs> we've never mentioned that <laughs> ever like at all in any way there's no way that i made a whole bunch of references about hulk and iron man engaging in hot hot pounding sex i don't recall that ever happening that never happened be a good idea so mr alex Venatola wasn't on this show shaking his head and crying quietly as i <laughs> fantasized about that uh yes so there there was a new trailer did you see it i've been avoiding trailers because i don't want to see uh, spoilers are they spoiling anything from what you can tell or are they just kind of hyping it not really i mean they're they're showing like uh you know characters that i did not know were going to be in it like you know they they've obviously they've alluded to black panther being in it you know um did i just like ruin that for you the no. look on your face you were like i didn't know that I didn't, I, know. So, I didn't know that, but it's not a ruining thing. It's kind of a cool thing. I literally, oh. th- like, this is one of the ones I, like, as long as it's not a storyline, 
spoiler, like without so, if it was if it was something about like what they did with Iron Man three, mm. then I would I would want you know that that I'd be unhappy about. But I just try you know for the most part I just avoid trailers and stuff for a movie that big that I'm like, super excited about just because I don't want to I don't want to know any of the stuff like visually that's coming. But that's cool. Oh, that's very yeah. Cool no, they Black Panther in. Yeah, they they they've made an illusion of their brain. They Andy Circus's claw, like the claw guy, the Black Panther fight. I have no idea. You see, this is the problem: is you know more about. It. I'm like the claw guy. You know, uh, the, the whatever his name is, Captain Claw, or Colonel Claw. Or <laughs> I assume it's something with a K sounding at the beginning. Captain Crunch Claw. I, I have no idea, but uh, Crunchy Claws. Yeah, he's yeah, in it. Crunchy uh, Claw. You'd so in the trailer, they had they had they had a thing where everybody thought it was Wolverine was in it. Because like they they do this like the the claw thing it looks very similar to Wolverine but it's black mm. and uh, people everyone was like oh is Wolverine in it and a whole bunch of people online were like no like the comic book guy from Simpsons basically went online mm. and was like no you fools that's Captain Claw or whatever his fucking name is <laughs> and Andy Serkis is playing him and this is why you're ignorant and stupid and you should die like basically that's that uh, was in there and uh, the clearly, last trailer ended clearly that is Black Panther's nemesis <laughs> nemesis yes sir clearly. Didn't understand why you people are so stupid. Uh, uh, and Dumbest the trailer movie watchers ever. The the last trailer ended with a shot of a digital Paul Bettany opening his eyes, and he's a robot. Yay! Vision apparently is what that's called. Yay! I have no idea who the fuck Vision is, but everyone on the line was like, "It's Vision. <laughs> he's in it." I was like, "What? You don't what? know who Vision is?" I have no idea, man. I don't know who. Now here's is he? A, is he? Is he the butler? Thing. Here's an interesting thing, though. Um, Paul Bettany has been the being the voice of Jarvis, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I I'd be surprised if I'm wrong on this, but I don't think that Jarvis and Vision are. Maybe they're in some way. I'll I'll have to get out the old. Marvel Encyclopedia and see if there's yeah. any sort of a cross-reference there, but I don't think the characters are linked. They could be. They could be, and I could be way wrong. Everybody online on the message words I was on was like, oh, yeah, Jarvis turns into Vision or something like that, or he'd like Tony Stark downloads Jarvis into Vision, and that's why that's a thing, or some form of that. I don't know. It's literally like when I look at this, it's like trying to decode a foreign language that I know like half the words for. <laughs> it's like I know... The and and because all the rest of the words I have no idea. The character Vision is here because Jarvis is downloaded, and I'm like, again, I know the and and because that's what I know. And Jarvis, I you know I do know Jarvis. That's true. I know Jarvis, so that he's in it. Apparently, that was a big that was the big reveal. Was ooh Vision's in it? So that was the big reveal from the last trailer. It looks awesome. The way they did Quicksilver looks cool as fuck. It's gonna be. It just made me really excited for the movie. Um, and there also looks like there might be some romantic sparks flying on screen. All right. I am actually also excited talking about Marvel in that they finally worked out a deal with Sony. And yes. we are going to finally get Spider-Man worked into the Marvel Universe. Uh, is he is he there for the Infinity War Avengers two-parter? Or is he going to be there for Civil War? Do you know? I don't know officially. I would imagine both. I heard he was going to be in the new Captain America movie. That and that's the uh, that's the Civil War, like where they're going to kind of introduce him. Uh, so I heard he was going to be in that. Um, interestingly, on IMDb, uh, about three days after that announcement was made that um, that Spider Man was going to be back in the Marvel Universe film universe, yeah, uh, they added Danny Elfman as a composer to the new Avengers movie. And Danny Elfman wrote the Spider-Man theme for the first series of Spider-Man movies. Ah. The iconic, uh, the, the iconic Spider-Man theme from Spider-Man's 1, 2, and 3. That was Danny Elfman. So my thought is that there's going to be some reference to Spider-Man, probably post-credits right. on Age of Ultron. That would be my bet. But yeah, because he didn't do any music. Like It was um, Hans Zimmer, I think, or whoever did the first Avengers did the full score and his name was already on there and then three days after the announcement boom danny elfman's name shows up so i'm everybody online was pretty much like yeah there's gonna be something about spider-man uh interestingly there are two actors right now that are rumored to be 
Spider-Man. Well, because they're going to go with the, uh, the half black, half Mexican gay guy, aren't they? I that is not what I've heard. Oh, I, but that would I, be amazing. I literally heard that's that that's the Peter Parker they're going to go with. That not what I've heard that that they're testing Josh Hutcherson from the Hunger Games movies, mm-hmm. who plays Peta, and they are testing Dylan O'Brien, who is the lead in Maze Runner, and he's on Teen Wolf. Okay. Uh, either one of those would actually be pretty amazing. Well, but ha- I've not heard that they they didn't call Donald Glover. I know that. I I had heard rumors that they were going with it because because you know that 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 was the big hullabaloo about a year or so. Maybe, wow, was it more than that? It, it was. Yeah, more. it was a couple years ago. Yeah, I think. A couple years ago, where they made they they re they rebooted uh, Spider Man in one of, in one of the many Spider Man comics lines, and yeah. the Peter Parker now is half. African American, half Mexican, and I believe he's gay or bisexual or something. Something on like, those lines, maybe. Ma- yeah. Marvel was just like, man, we need to hit some minorities that we've been ignoring. Let's get them all in one shot. Right. Uh, they they threw them all in there. He's which also was practicing Juda- <laughs> so Judaism. He's, he's a Jewish, half black, half Mexican. Uh, gay Spider-Man. Yes. That actually sounds like a pretty complexly awesome character that I would want to read about. Yeah, but they they give it the Spider-Man three treatment, and they just try and do it all at once, and be like too try, much. Yeah, too many, too much, too much all, <laughs> too much all at the same time. Uh, well, I mean, I, that'd be I would be interested to see who they'd go with on that if they do go that route. Uh, but I I'd, I'd heard the rumors that they were testing Hutcherson and Dylan O'Brien. So, okay. those are the two I've heard. Uh, they I know they're definitely trying to aim for a younger looking Peter Parker than they've ever had. Like, because Tobey Maguire was late 20s when he played Spider-Man and Andrew Garfield was early 30s, though he looks, I mean, they both look like they could play teenagers. Yeah. Andrew Garfield is 32. No fucking way. Yup. I literally thought he, he looks younger than Tobey ever looked to me. Oh yeah. No, he looks like he's like a 15 year old emo kid and uh, he is 32 years old. Lucky bastard. I know, right? Where, what, what is he doing? I want to do it. Apparently, Emma Stone's vagina has that power. <laughs> Turns Damn you young. It. Just another reason why you, we need to make this happen. Let's let's just let's contact Hollywood and make them. I I will call up my Hollywood sources, which is I'm the your Hollywood source. I'll call you and tell you to do <laughs> it. So there you go. Um, Speaking but, of Sony. Uh, mm-hmm. Since they 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 masterfully bent over the table, it seems, and let Marvel have their way because they had to because Marvel is making money and Sony was probably getting tired of sitting there losing money on Spider Man and watching all this money pass them by. Yeah. But as you know, uh, there's an all female Ghostbusters in the works or coming out soon. When is that coming? Yeah. Out? Yeah. No, it's coming out like next year, I think. Uh, they're getting ready to start filming. Melissa McCarthy's in it. Kristen Wiig's in it. Uh, great cast. Great cast. Um, did you hear that apparently they are also now in the works to, I don't know if it's a reboot or if it's like a, so a sequel, like a later sequel. Uh, they're also going to, I guess, do another all-male Ghostbusters as well. That just sounds like a bad idea. Right? It can sound worse. Uh, Channing Tatum is, I believe, involved in a producer capacity, but let's face it, he'll probably end up in one of the suits. Yeah. And I don't know if it was a writer, director, or producer, but somebody that was heavily involved with Men in Black 3, I think, is... Because that was a winner. <laughs> is uh, is rumored to be involved uh, with this as well, which I just thought was funny you mentioned during the Sony leaks that they were talking about doing a uh, Men in Black crossover with 21 Jump Street, and yeah. th- the the stars are aligning in a weirder way in which they might find an element of 21 Jump Street to blend with Men in Black world to blend with Ghostbusters. I think they're trying to create their own Marvel universe with no Marvel characters. They're just <laughs> like, you know what? If we just took things from successful movies and blended them together, maybe people would like that. You know, like stay like, off Marshmallow Man, smash. Exactly. They're, I think that's their plan. Is they're just gonna blend Men in Black, Ghostbusters, and Twenty One Jump Street together and be like, it's a universe now. Because everybody wants universe movies. It used to be everybody wanted franchises, you know, like mm-hmm. the Spider-Man franchise. Now people want, uni- thanks, thanks to Marvel and Avengers, everybody wants universes now. 
And I think I think the people, I'll be nice and call them people and not idiots like I want to <laughs> in Hollywood, have decided that we're just going to start blending things together. Like, I'm, I'm really waiting for the Oscar film that's like, you know what we're going to do? Let's take Daniel Day-Lewis's character from There Will Be Blood, blend it together with Michael Keaton from Birdman, and together those two are going to save Meryl Streep, and it's a musical in the woods. Boom. Love it. Yeah, you that's the pitch gonna I'm going to start giving. Because it was talked about. Yeah, and then, and then, uh, and then they all go to Selma to join the march and uh, help Martin Luther King fight for equality in America. Ooh, now they're not going to. But get wait, Oscar wait. Tom Hanks, dying of AIDS, shows up at the end to save the day. Oh, never mind. Yeah, they're back in the Oscar hunt. Oscar hunt. Boom. And John Legend performs the song over the end credits. <laughs> I just won so many Oscars all at once. I, that's where it's headed, I guess. I think we're just gonna Hollywood's just gonna blend stuff together now. Just, we're out of ideas, so we're just gonna take all the ideas we've had for like the last hundred years, just glue them all together. Enjoy, folks. It could work. They're taking the same approach that KFC took with the famous bowls. <laughs> like, oh, you like you like chicken and mashed potatoes? How about blended together in one disgusting heaping bowl? Hey, Here you go. I actually like those things. You're a sick human being. I man, sick. It's all in one trough that I can just yes, shovel into my face. Just let me blend it up here. It, oh, would you like some filet mignon and some asparagus? <laughs> there you go. It's a shake now. It's not as bad as their double down uh, <laughs> thing <laughs> with like, no bread. <laughs> the sandwich see, what with if no we, bread. What if we use boneless fried chicken as bread? Oh my god, game changer. But what should we put in the middle? Crisco. And bacon. And bacon. <laughs> Wrapped in bacon. Holy shit. Yeah. That sounds like a great way to end your life. Yeah, it kind of does, doesn't <laughs> it? <laughs> oh. I'm literally. Speaking of KFC. Yes. This was in the news, or at least on, <laughs> this was in the internet news, um, a week or two, uh, about a week ago, in... I don't know if it's all over Colorado or if it was just Denver, but mm-hmm. in in the in, in one of the areas where recreational weed has been legalized, yes, KFC, some oh KFC God. restaurants, I guess, have applied for and I believe gotten licenses to sell marijuana in their KFC locations. Brilliant which is fucking brilliant. That's a really good idea. Dear McDonald's, you're losing money. Right? Well, and and since I think um, it's the same parent company that owns Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, and KFC, that's like the trifecta of munchies right there. Jack in the Box just lost. Even with their Midnight Munchies commercials, that's the power trio. That's the triad of, of Buzz Munchies. It's a Taco Bell where you can buy weed the world the stoner world just like that's like tom like, like if i'd said tommy chong <laughs> and cheech marin are doing another movie that's the only thing that might equal that right maybe, but probably not uh it's the biggest yeah, thing since the doritos locos tacos oh was god announced. the greatest fusion of something ever uh so when peyton manning Signed with the Denver Broncos, uh, he became the spokesperson for Papa Murphy's, if you remember, or not, or Papa John's. Yes, Papa John's. Part, and he did a whole bunch of ads for them. Mm-hmm. Part of the contract, aside from him getting paid, he took a pay cut so that Papa John's would sell him franchises in and around the Denver area. So he bought like twenty pizza stores. Right now, he's taking a bath in money. I don't know. I don't know if he knew what was coming or not, <laughs> because it it happened. Like he got it happened a few years before they legalized weed in, in Colorado. But looking back on it now, man, Peyton Manning is almost as good of a businessman as he is a, a quarterback. Because holy crap, that was a genius investment. Oh God, yes. Now what he needs to do is get involved in the uh, marijuana market, and, right? And he can he can retire. He's ten Maybe years that's past it. Maybe that's what Patrick Willis is doing. <laughs> that was his that was his calling from God. It was actually he just got stoned and was like, dude, I gotta buy pizza, but like a lot I, of it. I need to own a KFC <laughs> in Boulder <laughs> that sells weed. They're basically printing money though. When I saw that about KFC, I was like, they are printing yeah. money. 
Yeah, they they've just decided to make all the money in the world, and they they don't care. They're like, I don't care. We've made lots of money. We don't care. Yeah. You know who? So, you know who they should give that money to? Hmm. College students. They they should just why so they can spend it on weed at KFC. <laughs> kind of, sort of, actually. Think about it's that. Probably what will Think happen. About that brilliance. KFC starts selling weed in their stores. Their profits skyrocket. They then do a charitable contribution, a sizable charitable contribution to college students, right? Right. Get that right off. Who they know are going to turn right around and bring it into the KFC and spend that money on their weed and chicken. You do realize we just made KFC all the money in the world. Like like they they're like Rockefellers now. They are it's like the next industrial revolution that we just did. Right I know. There. It's yeah. it's insane. But no, it'd be great if they gave money to college students. That, but they won't because no. they're short-sighted. But uh, if they did, that would be nice. I would take some. I, I am a former college student. As am uh, I, and I'm still paying that shit off. Yeah. Uh, it's like somebody compared it to like buying a house, which is wrong because apparently now you can't buy a house for less than $150,000, which is way more than my college debt, thank God. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, it's sad that I look at the idea of college debt and I'm like, well, I'm never paying that thing off. Right. Uh, and uh, and then I think to myself, that means I'm definitely never buying a house. So it's one of those things where I'm like, hey, KFC, how about some money? <laughs> so or or so, I mean, let's just let's just say right now you and I are doomed uh, college loan wise. Uh, oh, yeah. They're, they're not forgiving that shit. They're not taking it back. There's no there's no Obama on a white unicorn going to ride in and nullify college loans. That's not happening. Right. Uh and uh so I at this point I'm I I would like to see something happen to help college kids and I'm talking about my future children or grandchildren at this point mm-hmm. saying it would be awesome if we could either bring the price of college down again or somehow more government l- grants to kids because it's just it's gotten out of control like or maybe a mixture of both or i like what finland did where they made college free but i don't think like that works in finland where the population is like a fraction of what is in the u.s right but but don't they also welcome it to anyone in the world right i'm about to tell my kid to go to school in finland like it's going to be really cold and crappy there's going to be a ton of hot blondes with huge knockers but so i mean really you're winning here i might Uh, go back to school dude the (laughs) phrase the phrase swedish bikini team is like a patented trademarked phrase (laughs) and it really could just apply to any one of the scandinavian countries they they just i don't know what gene pool they're in but it is the gorgeous tall blondes with large breasts gene pool so I remember I was working at my first job when I was 15 in Burns, Oregon. I worked at a McDonald's, uh, the only McDonald's in Burns, and a bus pulled up. And it was a tour bus full of Norwegians. And it was all, I don't know, like it was literally like a bunch of Norwegian teenage girls and their parents. And I just, I couldn't even make food for them (laughs) because I couldn't stop staring because they were all, they all looked like, sports illustrated swimsuit cover models that were my age now, and i was just like what what is happening right now, now I, I, I need to go to norway i am curious have you uh have you settled that class action sexual harassment suit yet or no <laughs> the one in the one in mcdonald's yes. from when i uh when i jizzed in the big mac sauce <laughs> because norwegian teen girls <laughs> i was a teenager at the time so it was okay Yes, I was fifteen. It's not okay. It's they it's, were older than me. It's less. It's less illegal, I guess, and less creepy. But it's no one complained okay. about their Big Macs. They they enjoyed them. Many people came back and ordered more. Mm-hmm. That that was evidence. They were collecting they, evidence in their stomachs. This got weird. <laughs> you took it there. I did. You took it there, not me. I did. I'm I just sorry. wanted to tell an innocent story about the time I popped a boner at work. <laughs> I was 15. <laughs> Sorry. I guess Brutal. I guess I win the Daily Douchebag Award, huh? Yes. The Daily Douchebaggery. Right. Actually, we've got some Who is winning it? What's who is there is there cuz you don't win it for that. But what who there's got to be a winner. Yeah, well, we have some new entrants in the Daily Douchebag. 
mm-hmm. we got ISIS is always, you know, they're, Ooh, they're like strong contenders, contenders, you know, and yeah. uh, they're going head to head with Putin this week. Oh, man, it's like Duke versus North Carolina. It's like Chicago versus Green Bay right now up in here. Thank you. <laughs> you gave Chicago some credit. <laughs> hey, they've got a bitter rival with Green Green Bay, and they're always, you know, fighting for the top spot in the NFC North. There you go. Maybe not this year, but, you know. Shut up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make but, another bold claim. They're going to the playoffs this year. There it is, folks. It's early March, usually about the time he makes this claim. <laughs> it gets louder and louder until about the second week of November when he admits that they're not going to the playoffs <laughs> and starts complaining that they fucked their draft pick. So there it is, folks. We've turned the corner, and Chicago fans will now be hoping for the Cubs to do well and uh, and hope and t- talking about how the Bears are going to be great this next season. The Cubs' hope burns out a lot faster than the Bears' hope. I'm not going to lie. It does. They spring training has started, and uh, they've already lost, and are have, have, are out of the playoff picture. That's yep. me banging my head against the microphone because I know you're right. I probably have. now. You know what? They have a lot of really good young players. I tell you, next year, next two years, the Cubs might turn it around, but they'll probably trade him for Jay Cutler. So, there you go. He'll take up baseball, <laughs> pout, and he can pout when he strikes out. Right. It'll only be a certain number of times per game. Oh, guy, can you just see Cutler sauntering up to the plate? Oh, yeah. All all unearned uh, confidence that he's just like, oh, I'm going to hit a home run. I literally see him dragging his baseball bat behind him everywhere he goes. Mm. Even if he gets a hit, he'll just, like, meander down the down the first baseline, just drag yep. and hit in the dirt. He'll get tagged out three feet away from home plate because he hasn't gone very far. Yeah, he'll try to hit the ball deep, but will, of course, hit it to the other team immediately. <laughs> so uh, Cutler isn't winning the douchebag, the daily douchebag, no. but I, I have to give it to, I mean, it's a hard one because Putin possibly killed his political rival no, no. in a really shady looking no, shit thing. Putin Putin had that man assassinated. There is no question. Have you seen the it footage? Looks... Have you seen the footage yet? Let me describe this to you. Okay. There's footage of the incident happening, right? Or All right. okay, there's footage of where and when the incident took place. The incident, the assassination took place. Um right. In Moscow on a bridge is all I know. It's actually right outside uh it's right outside the Kremlin. Okay. And there the only evidence, the only video angle that they seem to have is coming from a mounted security camera on a building. That's shooting, okay. shooting across the street. See uh, two people basically kind of coming together. And right at the point when the assassination happens, a snowplow vehicle drives by and obscures everything, completely blocks wow. it. Wow. Uh, the weird thing is there is not a lot of snow on those streets. The snowplow wow. has no reason to be out. Mm. Except, you know, to obscure the planned hit. It's it's a little it's just uh, it's a little fishy. It's a little it's I will I will say Putin has a long story of putting things where they're not supposed to be at a time when they're not supposed <laughs> to be there, i.e. Russian soldiers in Crimea or Ukraine. Um and now apparently snow plows on snowless streets. Right. Though to be fair, I assume in Moscow they're always like five minutes away from a miserable snowstorm. So I just imagine they have the trucks out all the time. Like any minute, now, any minute now, sheet will fall from sky. Let's be ready. They, you know, they that double thing, as so. taxis. Right. Yeah. Oh, you can also get ride in snowplow. It's very good. They have vodka in front seat. It's very nice. <laughs> very good. It's my Russian guy, but uh, yeah. No, that is definitely shady. I I had read some um, the uh the. Uh, people that have said the the guys they're holding the potential suspects for the murder are uh, are Chechnyan, so I mean, it could be that they were, and that's where they a lot of the terrorists in Russia because the Chechnyans are Muslim and they're very they dislike Russia and they don't want to be part of it, and so they for a long time they've had um, their version of Al Qaeda in Chechnya. That's uh, so they are Chechnyan, but. I even one of the reporters from uh, the the I think it was the New York Times was saying that they seem to they seem to be saying things like they were scripted to say them like <laughs> praise Allah and curse Russia. But like 
they've never like why try and kill that guy like the guy they killed didn't have any actual political power yet mm. he was a potential opponent of putin's but like why kill that guy when you could kill someone who actually had power in the government that would have meant something right like all you did now was made putin look bad kind of but not really <laughs> so and it depends on who you ask because i guarantee there are some there are some uh putin followers that are like Fuck oh yeah yeah now he's like a i mean russia's villain. russia's very interesting in that there are quite quite a few young people I know that that dislike Putin and they're they're you know protesting that he's has such a stranglehold on the country. But then I think a lot of older Russians who remember communism are like and remember it fondly were are kind of like, yeah, no, he's not such a bad guy actually. Uh, he's making us look very good, and uh, I fucking love it. Uh, so I think maybe that's uh, where they're coming from. So I don't know, but Putin definitely could be winning the Daily Douchebag if it wasn't for ISIS. They've been cutting people's heads off for a while now and just generally terrorizing southern Syria and northern Iraq mm -hmm. and just generally being cockbags of the highest level. <laughs> and their newest stunt, their newest stunt to try and piss the entire world off they is... They raised tuition costs, didn't they? Um, No, oh, okay. but that's probably their next move <laughs> uh, because instead they bulldozed an ancient Sumerian city. Like we're talking about like one of the very few examples of the first part of human civilization is gone now, thanks to a bunch of douchebags with some bulldozers that literally were like, I think their rationale was that artifacts are idols, and so therefore they should they should not be put up because it is offensive to Allah and Muhammad. Wait, wait, wait. wait. So they bulldozed it. Are they actually pretending to have any sort of uh, virtuistic reasoning, or are they just doing shit to be dicks? Oh, no, they do it all the time. To, to, to they, They're always justifying, well, we had to rape this woman because she uh, she was not a Muslim, or she was being a Muslim and dressing provocatively, so it was our, our Allah-given duty to rape this woman. I mean, obviously, all, like, 99.9% .9 of the Muslim world is like, these guys are fucked in the head. They do not speak for us. They're insane. But the other 0.1% in the Muslim world that's extremist and weird is like, oh, yeah, we're rationalizing this by saying that Allah would want us to bulldoze this ancient city, rape this woman, behead this person, just be generally douchebags. Uh, Allah wants us to do this, so we have to do it. So, again, not all Muslims. In fact, barely any Muslims say this is a good thing. But, but the, the oh, yeah, they rationalize it all. ISIS is always like, oh, no, we're doing this because Allah said to do it. And then you're like, no, you're just doing it to be dick, dick bags. That's why you're doing it. So, but yeah, I, I mean, I've been horrified by heads being cut off and horrified by them for a while. But this just took it up a whole nother level for me because I'm a history major. I just graduated <laughs> with a history degree and you just bulldozed an incredibly important part of our of human history. Not just like it's not like U.S. history or European or even Middle Eastern history. This is literally what they bulldozed one of the first cities ever. Wow. And they just bulldoze the fucking thing. So, fuck you, ISIS. That's all I have to say. So it sounds like uh, they're they're maintaining the crown as the daily douchebag winner. I think they have to be the winner because well, Putin is being a real douchebag. He's just being a douchebag to mostly Russians at this point, right? And Ukrainians. And, and whereas ISIS is just being a douchebag to all of human history at this point, right? So they have to get the award. So congratulations and fuck you to ISIS. <laughs> you are my daily douchebag. There's another announcement that I think we should probably let our listeners know about while we're while we're going through our 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 business here. Mm -hmm. You just got a little bit older. I did. Gained another year. Brian just celebrated his seventy seventh birthday, ladies and gentlemen. Seventy seven times around the sun. And I look good while doing it. You do. So I'm really proud of that. Y you don't look a day over somewhere in your 30s. I would say like very early 30s yeah. is where I look like I'm at. Actually, but really, honestly, I'm 77. I Actually, I, I give you credit. You actually could pass for uh, like late 20s even. I could. I cannot. I am a mere 22-year-old babe, and I look like mm. I'm in my 50s. But uh, Emma Stone likes that, I've heard. She dates older men. That's actually a total lie. She dates thirty-two-year-olds yeah, uh, that look like they're fourteen. Yeah, she likes so she never likes mind. Her men looking young. You know what? Maybe uh, if they break up, though, you'll definitely know that she does not. She's like, I've had enough. I've had enough of you looking like you listen to Fallout Boy, and I've had enough of your bad poetry and and emo ness, Andrew Garfield. I'm done with you. 
Go back to eating lasagna. Get out of here. Mondays are <laughs> awesome. And uh, and then she'll be like, you know what I need? I need a guy that looks like early 40s. That's what I need. And then she'll call me because I'm actually 77. Son of a bitch. He's right. Damn it. But then I'll, but then I'll have to say, I'm sorry, I'm a stone. I'm married. I'm taken. But I know a guy. I know this guy. I know a guy. And there you go. There's your in. You're welcome for that. But uh, yeah, I did. I got I got a year older. Uh, honestly, after 30, which I am, I'm after 30, folks. Uh, they just they, you don't care. You're like, yeah, I'm older, whatever. I mean, I'm sure when I hit 50, I'll be like, whoa. But for now, from now on, literally, it's just like every 10 years, I'll be like, oh, I'm 40, yeah, I'm 50, yeah, I'm 60, yeah. <laughs> but all the middle ones, you think you're gonna make it to 60? That's adorable. I know. I probably probably won't. The the college loan people will probably come by and and like Harvest retake my. They'll be like, your brain is full of knowledge that you haven't paid for. We're gonna take it. I'm like, oh, okay, fine. That is an interesting idea for a movie. Like repo. Damn man. it! Don't say that. They're gonna they're gonna make it. they're gonna make that movie now. <laughs> yep. So yeah, I'm older. Well, but whatever. Happy belated birthday, Brian. Thanks. I mean, I told you happy birthday on your birthday, but. From all of our listeners, happy belated birthday, Brian. Thanks, everybody. I'll try and say fuck less. No, he won't. Probably not. What do you see happening? What's what's big for Brian in his next year? Um, I feel like he's going to probably jerk off a lot less. <laughs> Yay, goals. That'll probably be it. That was what I imagine will happen, um, but uh, it's iffy. It's iffy. Well, if you're if you're needing uh, some distraction to keep you from doing that, uh, I would like to recommend. This is a show that that flew far under the radar for us when we were doing our fall TV lineup thing. In fact, I don't think it was a fall. I think they it was mid season. Uh, Fox has a show called Backstrom. I've seen the previews. Uh, Rain Wilson's in it, right? Yes. They used to play Dwight on Office. Yes. The Office. Yes. Former Dwight from The Office. Uh, he now plays a uh, alcoholic, cigar smoking, grizzled lieutenant with uh, special crimes, and he's a detective on almost a psychic level. But mm. the way that he he's just a good detective, but he he kind of goes outside the uh, outside the the rules of the law. But I just I stumbled upon this show on the uh, on the Hulu, and yeah, it's a Hulu show, right? Well, it's on Fox. It's a Fox show. Oh, it is. On Fo- oh, okay. It's available on Hulu, and um, okay. I stumbled on it on on Hulu, and I've got to say, I'm I'm hooked. I'm I'm officially. It's one of those shows that I wait for a new one each time. So nice. Yeah, but I've heard good things, and he's a talented actor. So I'm I'm really happy to see him uh, uh, out there. So. That's awesome. Have you picked up any new shows lately? I just keep watching The Flash. I'm freaking addicted. That's like the best comic book show I've ever seen. The scripting, the characters, God, it's tight. Better than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Because that's back. Have you seen the newest uh, episode of that? I haven't seen the newest one. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s good, but i got to say Flash is better for me. They just they keep the plot moving. Uh, they definitely don't have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. disease where you're like, God, you guys are holding out on things for way too long. Flash is like, no, we're getting to the good shit right now, season one. So I'm really... I've really enjoyed that. So, before we go, I just had to mention this, this talking about TV, uh, and as as we've covered, I am a huge fan of the WWE. Mm. Did you know that John Stewart from The Daily Show actually just worked an angle with them? I had heard that he was on. Yeah, I heard he, he even uh, did some wrestling moves. Uh, kind of. He kicked a guy in the nuts. That's a but, wrestling move. Uh, it is a wrestling move, I guess. It was great the way they did it, too. Just to real quick summarize, one of their top bad guys ran his mouth when the big... It was a big announcement. John Stewart's retiring from The Daily Show. That was huge oh, yeah. news, news. Uh, across the country. And when that came out on Monday Night Raw, he the the main bad guy alluded to being able to do whatever he wanted to do. And nothing, nobody could stop him. He could, he, he could even uh, take over as a host of The Daily Show and make it funny or something. And John Stewart actually recorded because he is a he is a he has kids that are fans. He's he's he clearly watches from ev- from the way he talks about it. He's referenced it on his show in the past. Yeah, he did a cell phone video response that I guess got picked up by TMZ. Uh, it was actually pretty entertaining. And WWE, of course, kept 
kept moving with it and uh seth rollins did a video cell phone video response as well then he ended up showing up on the daily show and called him out invited him to monday night raw and then they had john stewart actually come on monday night raw and had a pretty entertaining segment it was pretty cool that is badass and impressive yeah and it was it was uh to raise awareness for the charity event that stewart's a part of the uh the night of too many stars Raises, yeah, I've heard uh, of that thing. It is yeah. money and awareness for uh, kids with autism. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was just I, I I like I like the Daily Show as well. So it was it was nice to see that blend, and I feel like they they pulled it off pretty well. It was it was well done. It was well handled. Nice. Anyway, we want to thank you guys for listening. As always, you can join us in the conversation on Twitter. Hashtag final hour is what you want to use if you want to talk about us, talk about the show, talk to us. Uh, if there's something you want us talking about, please keep those emails coming again. Again, that's uh, downstairsneighborsband at gmail.com. And, of course, you can always find us on Facebook. Uh, just search downstairs neighbors. I believe it's facebook.com slash downstairs neighbors. I, I should know. These you'll you'll either get a picture of us or you'll get an actual picture of your downstairs neighbor. Whichever one you're winning. So you know. actually, you won't get a picture of us right now. You'll get a nice, sexy picture of Miss Emma Watson. That's true. And also a cat. Our 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 official mascot. The official uh, mascot of of Frankie. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at d neighbors band. We're on Instagram at Downstairs Neighbors. And you can catch up on all of our episodes by visiting our website at dryrunproductions.net slash final hour. We do want to thank you again for listening. This has been Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors. I'm Seth. I'm Brian. And we'll catch you next time. I'm the ghost of Paul Walker. Don't let me you up. There's a chorus of opinions, but you know what you love. Don't let them tell you no. Don't let them talk that shit. The only thing they'll give you is reasons you should quit. Don't let them get you down. You just stand up tall. Sometimes everybody This has been a Dry Run production.